The Business Animal Podcast is proudly sponsored by WP Engine, your resource for managed WordPress hosting, and Keep, the premier CRM software for small business. Head over to thebusinessanimal.com for the best deals on these two amazing products. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And it's Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hello, Kim. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing good. My intuition tells me that this episode is going to get very interesting for both of us. Yeah, my gut feeling is telling me that I'm probably going to be just hanging out, put my head on the desk and taking a nap and occasionally going, that's a great idea, Kim, or... <laughs> Excellent. I love that because this is your cup of tea, a hundred percent, and this is my awkward zone. So take it away, Kim, and I will listen and take notes. Okay. Well, hopefully you're going to have some things to add because I bet you use your intuition as an entrepreneur more than you think you do. And that's the topic for this particular episode today is tapping into your entrepreneurial intuition, which by the way, is the same as your other kind of intuition, right? Talking about focusing that intuition in on growing your business or running your business or making good business decisions. A lot of people ask, you know, how did you get Get where you are <laughs> when in my world. Like, how did you how did you create this particular environment that you live in now? And my answer to that is always I just followed my intuition. I just followed the feel of what felt right and what felt good. And I got myself into some successful situations. And if you know my backstory, and I've just done some huge, deep, personal gestalt work around my backstory, to look at my life, you wouldn't think that I would have gotten to where I am. My intuition has played a big part in my story and trusting it and learning how to be at peace with it has definitely helped me build my business. It has helped me build a nice personal life as well. It has created a lot of success for me. And I think as entrepreneurs and as human beings both, there are a lot of times we do not trust our intuition or we fight against our intuition. And what I want to do today in this episode is I want to help you you as the listener and Kara as my business partner to get more at ease with the intuition and be able to tap into it when you need it to be able to make good or tough decisions depending on the situation. So that's what I'm talking about today. Now, for some of you, intuition may be a hard word for you to wrap your head around to say, do I really have intuition? Does intuition exist? What exactly is intuition? And I can tell you what Kara said first is like following your gut. That's what intuition is at the most base level. So that's like knowing in your body what is up for you or what feels feels right or what kind of sets you off a little bit into going, is this the right thing? So Kira, I want to ask you, have you ever felt that in your business? Like you're presented with a choice in your business and you know in your heart or your gut, somewhere in your body, 
that you should or shouldn't do something. Have there been any circumstances like that for you? I definitely have gotten better over time at following my gut feeling when it comes to my business, when it comes to business decisions, when it comes to deciding which clients to work with or not work with. I have definitely found myself in situations where I am mad at myself because I didn't follow that gut feeling. And I say to myself, dang it, I knew that was going to happen. You know, why didn't I just listen to what I was feeling and thinking? I've definitely been in situations like that. I'm excited about this topic, even though I act like I'm not. But the truth is, is I think all of us, if we could get a little better at learning to trust our intuition, learning to trust that feeling in our gut, that it would probably save us a lot of heartache in the end. With that, I I feel like I have to give a little caveat around there are times when like right, you know, recently I've had a lot of emotions and a lot of stressful things and kind of scary things that have happened in my life. And it's got me in a place where my gut is perhaps a little overly sensitive. (laughs) So I find myself being wary of following it because I'm worried that my intuition indicator is a little hyperstimulated. So I don't know if you can speak to that at all as you're going through this, but you know, just keeping in mind that there are definitely times when I wish I would have done a better job of following what I was feeling and listening to that. Because, you know, when you don't, things happen and you're second guessing yourself and you get angry and and you make sometimes really costly business mistakes. Yeah. Or you miss really good opportunities as well. Like you don't go for something because your intuition is telling you to go for it, but you somehow have a limiting belief that stops you from really pushing out there for it. So I think the first thing I want to address is that our entire world is a system, right? We all live within certain systems and your body is a system and it is related to the system that is your business, that is your life, that is your home, that is your family. Like, everything is interconnected with everything else. And intuition to me is an energetic connection with everything that is around you and how all of that fits in. So when you're saying that your intuition or your gut is like hyper stimulated because of the things going on in your environment, that makes total sense. And my way that I would address that is that if I have a business, let's we're going to keep this honed into business, okay? So if I have a business opportunity and I'm hyperstimulated by all of the things going on within the system of my life, what I want to do is I want to sit down. If my alarm bells are going off, but my brain is going, hey, I think this has more to do with the stuff that's been going on in our life than it does with this particular situation, then I would want to really just sit down, get quiet, meditate on that and let it turn around a little bit and ask myself the serious questions of, okay, if I can breathe into and just not worry and say, I'm going to, I'm going to remove that worry that I know is part of what's going on in my life from this particular decision. And then ask again in my body where I feel that. So I think as business people, we tend to think business is a very cerebral activity, right? It's, it's in our head. We have to think our way through business. But a lot of us in the world, we're feelers, right? We feel our way way through life, but business, we don't feel like it's comfortable to feel our way into it because it's a thinking thing, right? Business is logical. Or appropriate or professional. Yeah. Like like your business should be based on logic, not your gut feeling. That's where yeah. our brains go typically, I think. 
at least for me, you know, like I have to have that battle and say, yeah, "Yeah, but everything here is telling me this, but my gut is telling me this. You have to balance that. You do. And your body has a lot of things it would like for your brain to know, but your brain, especially when it comes to talking about business, has a tendency to tamp those things down because your body's saying, well, you know, I just have a queasy feeling about this business idea, you know, and I don't know where that queasy feeling is coming from. Your brain is like, that queasy feeling is just silly and you just need to ignore it. And logically, this is the best decision to make. And And then you're like, oh, okay, what do I do with that? And then you just ignore it. What my goal for this episode is, is to give you a few ways that you can start listening to what your intuition, what your body, what your mind, what what all of the things around you are helping you to be able to access when you need to make a decision or when an opportunity comes up. I want to give you some tools that will help you access those things easier and hopefully make this whole process a little simpler for you and a little bit more trustworthy in being able to make good entrepreneurial decisions. So the big three for this episode is, first of all, to practice being at ease with your intuition. And the second is don't let your inner critic muzzle your intuition. That happens a lot. And then the third is to create a system where you check in with your intuition before you make a decision. So those are all about building trust within yourself so that you are able to listen to your gut. So the first one is practice getting at ease with your intuition. And for this, what we're going to do is we're going to start to build some trust between our brain and our body, right? Because again, we've been taught that entrepreneurism should be a very logical activity. There should be very, very clear guidelines as to how we proceed in our business. But I can tell you if you've been an entrepreneur for more than a hot minute, you know, sometimes logic doesn't always work. Would you agree with that, Kara? Like a logical decision wasn't always the best. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Even if you feel like it's supposed to be the right one, it's, it's just, it doesn't always work out the way you think it's going to. There's just too many other forces at work there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So the first thing we want to do is we want to start building that trust and ease with our intuition. And what this can look like is super simple. It's like sitting down with your appointment book for the day. And I, if you have an appointment book for the day and just writing down who is going to be those appointments and then just checking in with your body, environment, your energy, and just opening yourself up and saying, will this appointment be easy or problematic? So don't get into a preconceived notion, like if you have a problem client and you see them on your book for that day, don't automatically assume that call is going to be a problem. But look at your appointment book and ask yourself, is this going to be easy or is there something that I should know about this or feel into it about? And check in with your body. Do you feel a energetic hit somewhere in your physical being, like in your heart or in your gut or in your creative? Creativity in the seat of your body or somewhere in your mind. So just allow yourself to get in touch with that particular thought or feeling around how that appointment is going to go today. And then what I recommend is that in a very private notebook, not somewhere public, that you just write down a little note about how you felt about that particular meeting. And then at the end of the day, go back and look and see how accurate your intuition really was. So what you want to do here is you want to let go the places that you were off. Okay. So I know Kara tends to get 
get a little skeptical around this woo-woo stuff that I bring out in the world. And I can see her at the end of the day going, well, I was totally wrong about every one of those appointments. So intuition must not make a jack difference in my day and going, I'm not going to do this again. It's silly or crazy. But the truth is, is you want to reward yourself for the ons and forget the offs. Or you could punish yourself for the offs. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> no. You know, that really train, no. Your train your intuition if you punish yourself. <laughs> no. I'm just throwing that out there as like a tip. No. You know? just throwing it out no there. hurts. Like a rubber band on the wrist oh. or no TV for you. Oh, okay. No, right. no, 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 no. Just wanted to test no. it. See what you thought. You've got to be. So bad, bad idea. idea. Okay, bad idea. Bad idea. Strike it from the no, no punishment. <laughs> we're not, we're not training our intuition. We're getting at ease with it. <laughs> I'm exercising mine. It's going for a workout. It's going for a workout. The goal here is to foster that relationship. And if you beat on something, it helps to, it doesn't foster a very good relationship, but to foster that relationship with your body and your mind and your soul, if you believe in such things, that it's right and that you're paying attention and that you're listening. So I teach something very similar in creativity because to me, creativity and intuition are very, very closely aligned. So when I'm helping people get through creative blocks, I offer something very similar to this, but it has to do more with specifically whatever it is they're creating. But when you're working with intuition and trying to get more in touch with yourself and intuition, this is a very safe way to do it. Your appointments are very safe. Because, you know, what the hell is the worst thing that's going to happen, <laughs> right? You're wrong. <laughs> your, your normally really nice client is having a really bad day and you <laughs> let yourself think that that was going to be a good call and it turned out to be not so good. Or you got to a photo shoot and you saw it as intuitively as being really, really problematic and it happens to be super smooth, right? So whatever you do in a day, kind of look at what it is in the morning and just sort of let your yourself be with it for a second. You don't have to spend hours on this. Typically in the morning when I sit and do this exercise with my calendar, it takes me about two minutes. I mean, I write down the appointments in my Mona planner, which I highly recommend. So you can Google Mona planner to find out what that is. And I write down, you know, who I'm going to be meeting with and my to do's. And I just check in with myself really quickly as to whether that is there anything I need to know or help head off with that. And I am right creepily often with my intuition about how things are going to go. It's like you're a witch or something. It is. It is. It's like there's a magic. Psychic. It's a magic. It's, it goes back to the concept that your body, it knows. It has a wisdom that we oftentimes tramp yep. because we don't, we don't believe it. Like it's, it seems really out there. And again, I know this is super woo woo, but yeah. So are you willing, Kara, to try that for a few days and see what comes up for you to look at your appointments and just check in with your intuition? Sure. She's nodding her head, folks. So we're going to hold her to it. Absolutely. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. 
After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. Okay, the second thing, and this is the hardest piece for everyone, is you need to not allow your inner critic to muzzle your intuition. Can I just say that I love number two, the way that it's written, because the visual, don't let your inner critic muzzle your intuition, the visual that it gives me <laughs> is so clear and captivating. I love, I love, I love the, just the well, title Well, and of I this don't, one. there's nothing wrong with your inner critic. A lot of people feel like their inner critic they should they should muzzle their inner critic and then somehow intuition will step forward. I find that doesn't work that well as easily as saying your inner critic serves a lot of really good functions, right? So for me, my inner critic keeps me from doing some really stupid stuff that, that would be embarrassing or not exactly productive. And the inner critic is there to kind of whisper and tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, do you really want to do that or say that because that might cause a problem out in the world. My inner critic used to be much more mean and forceful. It would be the type of part of self that would put those rubber bands around my wrist and snap it if it made a bad if I made a bad decision like I told you so or don't do that again. So I've definitely learned to be more at peace with my inner critic and understand its role in my parts of self and, and how I show up in the world. So that's a really important thing to recognize is that your inner critic does have a purpose and trying to muzzle that inner critic does not work. But what does happen is your inner critic is loud. And oftentimes for most of us, it's what we've heard all of our life. Our school system sets us up for that. Our parenting system in this country sets us up for that. The culture sets us up for that. And our inner critic is really, really sharp because that's our protection system, right? It's the way that we don't put ourselves in harm's way, you know, emotionally and sometimes even physically and mentally. So that inner critic is really, really important. But in the process of that, that still little small voice inside of you gets really quiet because the inner critic is loud or the inner critic says, hey, you've led us astray. You've caused us embarrassment or something like that. So I'm going to put a muzzle on you and stick you in the corner. And I do think that metaphor is appropriate. Well, we've spent our entire lives honing our inner critic. It's been something yep. that our whole lives has been shoved on us, pushed on us, or that we have learned to make stronger and stronger and stronger just as a way to protect ourselves, I think, from the world. So we've spent all this time holding up and cultivating our inner critic, whereas our intuition has gone to the wayside so much. It has. It has. And that's the goal of this episode for me, for the world that's listening out there, is to tell you your intuition does have important things to say. And just like your inner 
critic, it's not always going to be right, but it still deserves that opportunity to be heard. And the way that I approach this is probably a little woo-woo for a lot of people. I like to have a discussion with both my inner critic and my intuition. And I just ask my inner critic, can you be a little more gentle in how you present yourself? And I ask my intuition, hey, I'm really good with you stepping forward and being louder. I will listen. I know that seems a little strange and almost feels like I have like all of these things living in my head, but which I kind of do, but it, it works. You can do it privately. You don't need to like publicly sit down in front of your family and have this discussion with your inner critic and your intuition. But, you know, find a private place and just open yourself up to talking to those two parts of yourself. And you may have different names for them. I know for me, my inner critic in my parts of self-work that I've done is called the approval officer. And that's that particular part's function. That's what my inner critic's name is. And my intuition is divine essence. So if your belief system or how you approach these things, feel free to name these these two kind of opposing parts of self as you feel appropriate. And then also know that they can work together. So your intuition sometimes is really on the side of your inner critic saying, I see a major problem with this. And your inner critic is like, yeah, so do I. (laughs) And maybe you better slow that down. And then your logical brain steps in and goes, but on a piece of paper, this looks like a really good decision. And everything against everything in you is saying, no, it's not. So just have that discussion. Are you looking to bring awareness to your equine-based product or service or create a unique way for your audience to feel connected to your brand? Quality horse photos tell your story and breathe life into your marketing. They draw your customers in and create an emotional connection. Powerful images communicate your core values and highlight the benefits your product offers, ultimately proving your business is a voice your customers can trust. It's time to use dynamic images that define your small business and separate you from the rest of the herd. Fast Horse Photography's professional photo library features thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related. Now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and marketing needs is easier than ever. Help your audience see that your brand offers the answers they are looking for. Search for the perfect images for your equine business right now. Spur your customers into action with FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. And then the final of the big three for this is to create a system where you check in with your intuition before you make a decision. And sometimes to get your intuition to step up and be a part of your life and your business and and helping you make decisions is simply just checking in and asking. Because a lot of times we just bowl over our intuition because that's something we don't feel is appropriate to even consider when making especially a business decision. So romantically, maybe we've got this thing where I have this connection to this person and I'm attracted to them and we can really check in our body for that type of a relationship. But then when we go to work with a business partner or we go to make a business decision, we'll be much more logical about it. We'll forget about that hit of this is a good thing or this is a bad thing. And we won't even check in because we don't value that as much with business relationships as we do with that logical 
level, we've got to think about it point A, point B, point C, point D, and we don't do it. So we have to learn how to check in and just ask the question, what do I feel about this? Where in my body am I connecting with it? How do I think this is going to come out in the future? Do you have anything to add to that, Kara? I mean, not really. Just that I think that in business, we just don't spend enough time using it. And I'm just sitting here thinking about times when, you know, if I would have listened to my intuition, things would have been, maybe things would have been different or I would have done things differently or I'd be in a different place. And, or maybe on, you know, I don't know. And there are times when I know I do listen to my intuition. So I think it's, it's more about finding a balance for me and probably for others out there where you start to trust your intuition more than you necessarily, you know, you feel confident trusting your inner critic because you've been doing it your whole life. But do we trust our intuition? I don't know. You know, we have to get ourselves there. So it's an interesting, this is an interesting topic. It is. And it's not something I don't say to people, you know, if your gut tells you it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do to completely trust that as in 100%, I'm always going to make decisions from my gut. I don't do that. I don't feel bad at all if my intuition tells me that something that looks like a good opportunity is not a good opportunity. I do the research. I will pull on what small amount of research points I have in my temperament type. (laughs) Kara is the researcher. I'm the go with my gut kind of person and fly by the seat of my pants sort of metaphors and the cliches to go with how I approach life in the world. But if something does tell me like I see an opportunity in my business and my gut is like really queasy about it, I first have to check in. So here's another thing that happens to you when you start checking in with your intuition. A lot of times what feels like fear is actually excitement. So fear and excitement in your body sometimes feel very, very similar to one another. And you've got to kind of learn how to sort out what's the difference between I'm afraid of it and I'm excited for it. And there's there will be a distinct difference as you get more in touch with it. But when I see an opportunity come up and I feel that particularly in my gut that's that's queasy or butterflies or something like that, I start by asking myself, is this fear or excitement? Am I excited for it or am I afraid of it? And if I'm excited for for it? Why? If I'm afraid of it, why? And then I look for cold, hard facts logically. That's when I let my logical self step forward and say, okay, let's just use this as a scientific experiment. Let's see if we can prove there's something fearful with this, or let's see if we can prove that there's something super exciting about it that maybe we want to explore or is going to cause too much excitement. So I do temper that with saying, I'm going to get in touch with my intuition. I'm going to listen, and then I'm going to fact check that. (laughs) So I can see what's going on. And then I take all of those things together. And I make the decision from a really good place. The thing that I think a lot of people do is they don't take that moment to check in with their intuition. And include that in the balance sheet of how they're going to make that final decision. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And it's just funny because like you said earlier, we use it in other places in our lives. You know, we use it when we're talking about relationships a lot of times, you know, which is, it's funny to me because we'll use it in certain parts of our life and then we just don't trust it at all in other parts of our life. So yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And it does, it does make sense to me. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's just review over those big things three. And I know this has been a nice short episode, but my intuition tells me that this subject has gotten out to where it needs to get. So first of all, practice being at ease with your intuition. Start with simple, small things that aren't like going to cause a big deal if your intuition is off. Make 
make sure you let go in a nice way of the things where your intuition, where you felt off and definitely reward yourself for the ones that you found that were on. Don't let your inner critic muzzle your intuition. Make peace with both of these parts and then create a system where you check in with yourself before you make the decision and then allow your intuition to have a say in the final final decision where it's weighed with all of those logical things that you're going to come up with when you're weighing to make a good business decision. Allow it to have a say in that. May not be the final say, but listening and paying attention is important. Y'all, we want to hear from you online. We want to know what your thoughts are. Do you use your intuition when you're making decisions about your animal equine or pet-based business? Or do you tend to let your inner critic keep that tap down? We want to hear your thoughts on this subject. So come find us online. We are at The Business Animal on Instagram and on Facebook. And you know what? I've asked a couple times as we record, but I'm going to ask again. If you have been listening and enjoying this show, it would absolutely mean the world to us if you would leave a rating and review and let other folks know that you've enjoyed the show. Just take a couple minutes to do that. It would just be incredible. Kim will be dancing in her seat over there. I'll be doing jumping jacks. Just absolutely thrilled. So please take a couple minutes and do that. Thank you guys for listening. It means the world to Kim and I to get to do this and to share with you guys. And we hope you're getting something out of it. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.